life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato joining you again. So excited to have you here today and excited to bring back one of my very first guests. Christine Campbell Rappin was in episode two, so be sure to go back and check out that episode where she tells us a little bit about her and a little bit about her businesses and who she serves. She was so interesting that I had to bring her back for a more detailed conversation. So thank you very much for giving me a little bit more of your time today, Christine, so that we could spend some time really digging into some of the things you said. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, I want to tell people yet again a little bit about you. Christine is a business success coach and serial entrepreneur. She is the owner of Clear Acceleration Inc. and founded the online community Scale Your Business to Six Plus Figures and Beyond in 2018. Christine has a no-nonsense approach to helping business owners achieve consistent client growth to create consistently profitable businesses by implementing proven marketing and business strategies. She's focused on helping solopreneurs and small business owners get clear, gain confidence, and get those results. Christine is an international best-selling co-author with Heal 4.0, You Have the Power, which is a collaboration with Your Holistic Earth. And she has a Bachelor of Commerce and an MBA in International Business, which certainly has suited her nomadic life. And I'm going to get her to tell us a little about that. Today, she lives in Cochrane, Alberta, Canada, with her husband, Ed, and is a bonus mom to two daughters, Kiana and Chloe. Welcome aboard to the podcast again, Christine. So excited to sit down and chat with you. Absolutely. So Christine, in episode two, you talked a little bit about a plot twist in your own life that really sent you on a very different trajectory. And I'd like to pick up on the threads of that today. You said it happened on an average Wednesday, but it was completely unexpected. So tell me a little more about that. Yes. You know, my Wednesday started much like any other. I was away on the road in business. I was working in the corporate world at that time, supporting small businesses to be successful, ironically enough, and had a great day. I was in Brandon, Manitoba at the time. I came back to Winnipeg and envisioned an evening much like many others when I was on the road with a laptop in the lounge and a glass of wine, except for when I came through the hotel doors, HR and my boss were sitting in the lounge. And you know, that that is not a good sign. I had no idea that I was about to be fired. And within 15 minutes, they had detonated my life. 
got back on a plane and flew back to Toronto and I wasn't that lucky. I actually had to spend the next 17 hours in that hotel overnight, having to make that heartbreaking phone call home to my then fiance to say, I've just lost my job and we are not flying to London next week on business. And it sent me very much into a tailspin personally. I I had just sold my house. We were just amalgamating our family and dynamic. And I now didn't have an income and the dreams to buy a house together were suddenly shifting because the banks didn't want to give us a loan because I didn't have an income. And it changed a lot. And I was falling apart on pretty epic levels in front of two young girls who'd never seen anybody get fired before. And I was a hot mess. I'll be honest, I was a hot mess for quite a few months until one day I really looked myself in the mirror and said, this isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. It's time to figure out what comes next because you are not the damsel in distress in the storyline. You are the warrior who has to pick herself up off the floor. Like you've done a million other times with a million other plot twists, but it is time to get moving to figure out what comes next. And I did not know that it would lead to where I am now in the three businesses that I run and the work that I do. I just knew that I couldn't stay down anymore. And that put me on a journey that eventually led to my first business. Uh, but that was a journey that took about eight months and uh, a lot of reflection. But I got really clear. What did I want to do next? Mm-hmm. Not about what didn't I want to do, because that I could easily write you a, a long novel on. The bigger challenge was if you were going to get help from somebody, they needed a specific ask. They needed to know specifically what you wanted. And until you can get that clarity, it's really hard to find it. Mm-hmm. It will often come in shapes you don't recognize and you can't get momentum of other people supporting you until right. you let go of that energy. If I don't want that, I don't want that. Instead, it's very much about choosing hope and choosing to move forward and figure it out. Messy. True that. Sometimes you got to live through the mess, right? To get to the mm-hmm. good stuff. True story. Um, and I, I love the piece where you said there, it's about choosing hope. And that mm-hmm. is in those situations, a very active choice. It's so easy to spend your time just living in the pity party, right? Like move in, park there, like that dude at the parties when we were teenagers who came and like <laughs> never went home. Um, it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to say, this is, this is me now. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things were taken away from me. Now I am this diminished, smaller thing. And it's so easy to allow that to define you. Yeah. And that little voice of hope is always so soft and so quiet in the midst of all that, that it's easy to miss that little voice, isn't it? It is. And I think it comes down to, you know, although I made my big decisions in life, I always come when I'm looking really honestly at myself in the mirror. Not, not distracted about my hair or the weight or other things I would want to change, mm-hmm. but really looking at myself saying, who are you? And I know we want to talk about legacy, but the moment that really shifted for me was I'm not this person. If, if, if I got remembered for who and the sum of my life, is it this chapter that I want to be remembered by? And the answer was a hell no. Mm. It was that call to myself that said, you might be down. And I have all kinds of resentment and lost feelings and mixed emotions and percolating anger. But would that be what I want to be remembered by was how it ended. Not all the great things I did on the journey. And I just had to really choose to remember that if I was the driver's seat of my life, which you are, you are in the driver's seat, don't give it up. 
you got to remember the size of the rear view mirror in the context to the windshield you see before you is a good analogy of life. I had to stop looking in the small rear view mirror because whatever I may have thought about it, it didn't change my reality. Only I could build the blocks to move forward. And I had to start looking to that windshield and to what is possible and who do I want to become in the next chapter? Because I was writing it. No, nobody else was going to pick up the pen. And it was not smooth. It wasn't ugly. It was lots of ugly crying along the way. But I also knew that I didn't want to be remembered by this end. I wanted to be remembered by some other things. And I also felt I had lots of things I wanted to contribute, even if that employer couldn't see it. And many employers would, you know, who, if they've ever, I've hired and fired people in my role in the corporate world that said, it, it is not about you not being a good person. Generally speaking, it's never that. It is simply, you're not a fit in this place. And that doesn't mean that you won't fit somewhere else. What it really actually is in hindsight is that big gift of go figure it out. Mm. So you said a whole bunch of stuff there. I want to pick up the threads on. Um, one of them was about rear view thinking versus windshield thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often said that if you try to drive forward in your life, only looking in the rear view mirror, you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> or a police officer is going to pull you over. You may lose your license. Like it's no good thing happens when you do that. <laughs> windshield is bigger for a reason. So mm-hmm. you can see more and you can choose more. And I, I really feel drawn to that comment about how you can do that when you're in the driver's seat of life. And although maybe you did get pulled over and told that's not the right car for you, you need to move into a different car. That's okay. It too has a windshield and you have that opportunity to look through it now and make decisions about where you're going to go. I also like how you said, don't give up your keys. You're Mm -hmm. in the driver's seat, which means you have the power to make those decisions and to navigate those plot twists and the things that happen. So tell us a little bit about once you got over your pity party Mm -hmm. and once you picked yourself up on the, off the floor and looked in the mirror and thought, well, I'm done now being a hot mess. What's next? What was next for you? And what were the steps you took to make it happen? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, is I sort of started with what was known and that was go find another job. But I chose something that was very new in terms of industry and it brought to my skill strength, but it was enough that it was new that I didn't feel anything that connected to the negativity of the past. But I also started to get really honest that I had no ability. I I never lacked the ability to make other people a lot of money. I was a great employee. I was a great salesperson and I was a great contributing team member. But I started to think, you know what, the best way to create job stability for myself would be to create one for myself. And there was a calling to that that I knew. I said, I always felt from a young age, I would do something on my own. I just didn't know what it would look like. And it was another really random plot twist where someone reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, you know, we haven't talked in 10 years and I know you're in a completely different industry, but you always struck me as someone who wanted to do something for themselves. Would you be open to having a conversation? And I was fascinated that this person would reach out because I would have said, this wasn't a friend. In fact, maybe even an office friend of me. Wow. <laughs> we didn't have great, you know, I thought respect for each other. We, 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 we got along, but we weren't, we weren't office besties by any means. 
And I was curious that she would reach out. And so we did have a conversation and I did not expect to say yes. And I almost didn't say yes to that opportunity because it wasn't in the shape or form or timeline of what I thought would be the right time. But I had to get really honest with myself because it wasn't really a question of money because the money we could create, it was a concern about would I make the most of the opportunity? I was scared to step into it. And there was so much potential that I could really write my own ticket. And that was both really freeing and really terrifying at the same time. And I was hesitating and spinning in my own head. And then once again, I was looking at myself in the morning, brushing my teeth and thought, you're scared. Who are you? Is this the legacy you want to create? Same conversation that comes up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I said, "I, I don't want to live my life scared. And I don't know how I'll figure it out, but it is the most important thing always to do is to bet on yourself. And I could bet on myself in this and figure it out. And so I immediately sent a WhatsApp message back to my friend and said, I'm in. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm in. And I came down to the coffee uh, make bar in the morning and I announced my then fiance, by the way, started a business. And he's like, you did what? <laughs> and I was like, He's like, you know, we're about to be married. We, we probably should have had a conversation around this. And it honestly, I'll just be candid. I, I'm a single graduate, but I'd never been married before. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think to, I didn't think to have a conversation with you. It just, it was just ignorance on my part. It didn't occur to me. And what I had to say at that moment though, is I was choosing to do this for me. I was really lost in all the labels. I was, you know, everyone's like, are you going to you know, be mom? Are you going to change your name? Or you know, you're going to be moving houses and, and all of this was changing. And I had also gone through a period where I was, I, I was lost. I had no work identity. And I said, I'm doing this for me. It's going to be the thing I rebuild myself around. And that led to obviously a, a rather epic journey, but it really was the plot twists, the, who are you? What do you want to be known for? And always bet on yourself. You can figure it out. You don't have to have the answers from the starting block. That was such a big piece for me in my own journey, Um, giving myself permission to not have all the answers, to be able to find the people and the resources I needed to be able to come up with answers and gather information. And and I love that you said those things, that, that you gave yourself that permission, that you bet on you because you knew you wouldn't let you down and you would be able to figure it out. And that's absolutely incredible. So in your working life and in the businesses that you've created, I'm sure that you've run into people who really do want to create a legacy, whether that's a legacy business or it's a legacy donation, or it's a legacy that they're leaving for family members, or they want to create something to make life easier for other people than it was for themselves going through their own experiences. So what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that they face when they're trying to make this decision about creating their legacy? I think it often comes down to two things. The fear of who am I to go do this crazy thing, first and foremost. And the second thing is the fear of starting small and not having success right away. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, you know, if you've come from a place of some level of achievement, and, and I will tell you, every person on the planet has some level of achievement. If you kept children alive, that's a massive achievement. <laughs> if you have been able to contribute uh, to, to someone's uh, 
this family relationship. You, you know, there's one place in your life that you are a contributor. You just, you just got to go find it, remind yourself that you're awesome. But then there's the moment of I'm starting over and I, 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 who am I to step into greatness? Well, let me be clear. You were born, you stepped into greatness on that moment and you are needing to now serve at that level. But the second thing is I don't know how to do it and I don't want to start small. And I, and I, it's the fear of judgment when you start to have to speak that truth. Mm-hmm. And I always say, when I start to work with somebody in my capacity as a coach, what's the whisper that you're scared to tell people? Because oh, the goal of working with me is so that you can say it confidently and roar it. And I don't mean roar it in an arrogant way. I just mean confidently, boldly declare it and move towards it through consistent, uncomfortable action in a culture of progress. And the big challenge is I get anxious. I, I, I've never done that before. Yeah. Spoiler alert, plot twist here. You, every time you do something, you do it for the first time. You don't get to have experience until you've done it for the first time. The best thing to celebrate is, God, that'll never be as awful as the first time I did it. (laughs) And take it as a sense of humor because none of us get great by standing on the shore. None of us get great by watching other people take the risks we wish we had the courage to do. You're here for greatness simply for being here. You get to now step into working to be the icon. And when I mean icon, I just mean bright light. And the world needs more icons. It needs more bright lights. It needs more people who say, I am here because we're all driven. I always think this is my philosophy on life. We're driven by three things Mm -hmm. around the world, regardless of culture, regardless of race. We want to contribute and make our lives for our family better. We want to know our time here mattered. That's the legacy question. And we want to be able to contribute to the communities we serve. So know that that's what drives us and step into the fact that's actually what drives us. So I'm boldly whispering, I'm in. I will figure it out. I love that. I speak to that little whisper as that little voice of hope. It's the one that whispers in your ear when everything seems to be going completely wrong. Like you can do this or you've got this or get out of bed, put one foot in front of the other because the world needs you to do that. And that little voice of hope has such power um, if you choose to listen to it. And it is an act of choice. So I love that. Those three things that people are driven to do. And that legacy question is so important. And people at all ages can ask that. Do I create meaning here in this place doing this thing? And if the answer is no, well, we all have the option to choose something different, a different path. Or when the plot twist happens and something negative is thrown in your way, which happens lots, let's be real. If it's going to be big, it's, it's happening to you a lot. And it's often a big plot twist. You get to choose what you want to do with that. You get to choose to either live in the pity party or to listen to that voice of hope and take action. So tell us now a little bit about If somebody is feeling that, if they're in that place where they're feeling like, you know, my life has just been same old, same old, I'm called to do this thing that's big, it's audacious, it's scary. What advice would you give them for getting started? I think the thing to recognize is that you do not have to take the journey by yourself. 
I think there's a lot of expectation, especially in, you know, in the business world that I start with that, that entrepreneur and that solopreneur is that, you know, yes, it's my vision. So that means I must be the only one on the journey. And I will tell you right now, stop that thinking because actually as humans, we're connected. And so it's about how do you get into the right rooms? How can you learn from someone else and accelerate your path? How can you trust a proven roadmap? Because there is one, you know, you can find great human beings on every corner of the street. What I would say is, you know what, recognize your call to carry the vision. And that means you need to find others to go on the journey with you. And inner circles are everything on the journey of self-doubt. And choosing an inner circle that breathes hope, asks you to rise your game, has your back when you're in the tough moments is everything. And if you don't have that community, seek it. Come and be part of mine. I knew when I started my community, why it was so important was because people didn't have cheering squads. And people often had the opposite. They had a lot of haters, a lot of judges, a lot of, well, who are you to do this? And that's why I said it's the biggest stumbling block that gets people started. All you need to know is the, what do I need now? Stop worrying about the 10 steps. And if you really are a person who needs the 10 steps, that's your gem. I appreciate that. That's me. Find the person who has the 10 steps and go work with them. You do not have to go by yourself. What's more important is you say, I'm going to embrace doing it messy and I'm choosing to do something. Every limiting belief you have is solved by one thing. Let's make it elegantly simple. It's solved by one thing. It is action. So what action can you take that starts you moving? Because you don't create momentum on the first step. Movement is the focus. And when I work with clients, it's always about stay in movement. Not all movement is forward. Plot twists are everywhere. But if you stay in movement, you can create momentum. And opportunities will find themselves in your path. Great people are part of the journey. And some people are for people that come into a season and some will stay a lifetime. But know that as a human, you're not expected to do this by yourself. You're expected to carry the vision and be the icon and the light and then gain momentum around it. There is so much to unpack in what you just said. So I'm going to highlight just a couple of things uh, because I think that there was, that was just inspiring. So I heard piece of advice, don't do it perfect because there is no such thing. Do it messy and get into action. Mm -hmm. So that's so true because we fear that the messy is what's going to be judged, but we rarely judge others for taking their messy steps forward. We're excited for them. We support them. We encourage them. We're so glad that they chose to say, Someone needs to do something about this. And that someone is me. And we're like, yeah, go do that. Be that person. Change that thing. Step up and create this neat idea. Support that event or that organization, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, do it messy, but just get into action and then stay there. Mm -hmm. Stay in action. I love the comment around plot twists are are everywhere. So your momentum may not always be forward. Sometimes it's sideways. Sometimes it's tunneling under. Sometimes it's scaling over. Sometimes it's a few steps back to regroup yep. and carry on again. Sometimes it's going around things. You know, it has your, but as long as you stay in motion, 
you will meet extraordinary people, have extraordinary experiences, and ultimately be able to achieve something beyond what you even imagined you could do. Mm-hmm. That's incredible advice to anyone. So if you're thinking about joining in or doing a legacy or creating that new job or a business or learning a brand new skill uh, because it makes it moves you forward in creating that legacy and that life you love. I encourage you to really listen to this information from Christine and reach out to her to have a conversation. She is an excellent conversationalist after all. <laughs> so, uh, Christine, I would like to just share, have you uh, get share a little bit right now about what you're promoting and what you've got going on so that people can have a chance to check that out. Yeah, I've always got a couple of resources that I want to direct you to because I said this isn't about going solo. This is about experiencing and working and collaborating together. So on my website, which is my name, christinecampbellrappin.com, you'll always find some resources, particularly for business owners on the homepage. These are free gifts, free ways to experience me, but also free knowledge to help you get into that action. The first is going to be a resource about storytelling. People want to connect to people. And any legacy is going to be about collaborating and getting movement around people. So you're going to find a great resource about that. Second one is about first impressions. You know what? My mother used to say, first impressions, you never get a second chance to make one. It's true. But the interesting thing right now, free pass, nobody wants you to be perfect. They are wanting to see your journey. And I actually think the most compelling stories are the before and afters. So start crafting your recognition. This is where I'm at now. But if you want to move in the direction of your dreams, can imagine what the after will look like? Take advantage of those two resources. They're on the homepage. And if you're looking for events to grow a business, check out my events tab as well. Those are some amazing things. And you are right. People, perfect, you can never copy. We look at perfect images in magazines and we think, I will never be that. We, or I will never look like that, or my hair will never be like that, or my life will never be like that. So perfect is not attainable. It's not something that inspires many people to take action. Mm-hmm. Real and authentic and messy inspires people to take action. Because I often think to myself, well, if he or she can do that and they're in it, maybe I could do that or I could do the thing that's on my mind or my heart to do. So I love those things. And again, um, your website is christinecampbellrappin.com. Is there anywhere else that people can reach out to you? I'm going to say start there. You'll also find on my website the opportunity to come connect to me on social media. It'll also be your invitation to come join that community that Michelle mentioned. That's about scaling a business to six figures and beyond. You know, your dreams are not going to happen if you don't move, if you don't take action. And I would invite you to have a conversation. Be in the right room. You're here listening for a reason. You're collaborating and listening to, how do I create a legacy? Jump in, both feet. You can grow your wings on the way down. Absolutely. Now, just to clue up our conversation today, I've got one final question. And this one's a fill-in-the-blank one for you. So here it is. The world would be a better place if more people knew that the permission you seek is the one inside. Absolutely beautiful. 
The permission you seek is the one inside. Nobody outside you can give it to you. You need to give it to yourself. Christine, I really want to thank you so much for being on this podcast today. As always, I am inspired by our conversations. You leave me feeling like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I want to do. And now I have permission to go do them. You do. (laughs) I am so excited to hear the words. You just breathe optimism into people. And for that, I am so blessed to know you. And our audience is so blessed to now know you too. Thank you so much for giving us your time today to be with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.